With Long Island local news on Monday, November 20th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. New York once again has the dubious distinction of being labeled the least free state in America, according to a report issued by the Cato Institute. The American libertarian think tank headquartered in D.C. Carl Campanile in the New York Post reporting that the Empire State ranked dead last 50th for policies impacting economic, social and personal freedoms in 2022. By comparison, Florida ranked second after New Hampshire as the most free state in the Union. Ah, so their uh, state motto still holding true. They're live free or die, right? The Cato Institute said New York State ranked 50th for economic freedom and scored at or near the bottom for debt and state and local taxation, government consumption, land use, and labor policy. Debt is down from years past, but is still the highest in the country at 26.1% of income. Wealthy residents in New York City still, uh, well, wealthy residents in New York City pay among the highest combined state and local income taxes in the country, nearly 15% at the top level. Property taxes in the suburbs are also high. Quote, it is little wonder that New Yorkers are fleeing the state in droves. New Yorkers have been voting with their feet for years. Uh, New York outpaced all other states in by by far in terms of net outmigration to other states. William Ruger, co-author of the Cato Institute report, told the Post, state gets higher marks for live and let live Cato for its uh, from Cato for its lower incarceration rates and for legalizing marijuana. New York ranked ninth for its criminal justice policies, the state's highest score in any category. In other news, New York Governor Kathy Hochul has again vetoed legislation that would have returned state recognition to the Montaukett Nation, a move one tribal leader called Cruel. Hochul's veto statement cited a 1910 state Supreme Court ruling that declared the tribe dispersed and disintegrated and said the tribe has not provided required information needed for state approval. Mark Harrington reporting on Newsday.com that Montaukett members, lawmakers, and legal experts have labeled that 1910 court decision flawed and racist. Quote, for the governor to cite that decision is a ba- as a basis for the veto is outrageous. That quote from New York State Assemblyperson Fred Thiel Jr., the Democrat from Sag Harbor, who added, I am ashamed of our state government. He called the court decision one of the most racist decisions in New York State jurisprudence. I'm crushed, said Sandy Brewster Walker, an author and historian who is the Montaukett Nation's executive director. How could she be so cruel? Harry Wallace, chief of the Unkachog uh, Nation on the Puspatuck Reservation in Mastic, said, I'm outraged, uh, adding the veto is insult to injury and particularly obnoxious during Native American Heritage Month and a week before Thanksgiving. Friday night's veto marks the second time Hochul has vetoed the bill, which was passed unanimously in the state legislature. Then Governor Andrew M. Cuomo also vetoed the bill on three separate occasions after it previously passed the legislature with widespread support. Brewster Walker said the tribe has been speaking with lawyers about a lawsuit against the state to regain its recognition. Chief Robert Farrow has said the tribe would consider pursuing federal recognition. And finally, Southampton Cultural Center, 25 Pond Lane here in Southampton Village, will hold a holiday market this coming Saturday, November 25th from 2 to 6.30 p.m. It will feature unique items made by teen entrepreneurs and local artisans, holiday collectibles, and one-of-a-kind gifts. Later this coming Saturday at 4.30 p.m. in Southampton Village, the annual Parade of Lights ignites the holiday season in the business district featuring decorated fire trucks from participating departments, followed by Southampton's tree lighting ceremony in Aguam Park. Southampton High School's Voice 
Voices of Southampton will perform Saturday's celebration in Southampton Village. Concludes with a fireworks dis- uh, display. For more information, you can visit southamptonchamber.com. And I'm just looking that it looks like um, Southhold Historical Society will hold its annual tour and candlelit uh, tree lighting at their Maple Lane Complex on Main Road on Friday. It looks like the countdown to the tree lighting takes place at 5 p.m. There are going to be brief guided tours, blacksmithing, uh, print shop, and other activities, as well as Santa Claus in the Reichert uh, Barn starting at 3 p.m. And, of course, we'll be talking about the 38th annual House and Garden Tour fundraiser for the East Hampton Historical Society kicking off with it, their cocktail party on Friday night at the Mainstone Club. Uh, at the bottom of the hour with Executive Director Stephen Long right here on The Heart, getting back to the house edition of The Heart, uh, looking like we're going to play part two of House of Four Doors by the Moody Blues. And then I'll give you the track that I was going to give you into the NPR news break, which is The Walls of a House from Holland Creek. Uh, we'll see where we go after that. It's music from all decades and genres, interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you, the listener supporter, listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Don't forget us tomorrow on Giving Tuesday. Uh, that's what we'll be yakking about all morning long here on the Heart Morning and Midnight Show. We'll be back.
I never will. 
Little Bon Jovi after the Smiths. Stay tuned for Stephen Long here on WLI WFM. These four walls have got a story to tell. Decade jump back in time uh, to the next track from Bon Jovi's uh, title track of his 2016 record, "The House." This house is not for sale. The Carrie Carney bands "Blow Your Little House Down" from the "Blow Your House Down" record of 1996. But right smack dab in the middle, it's time for our Monday meditation. Feels like Friendsgiving because I have two people who I love very much on the show. This morning, we talked to Nicole from Southampton Animal Shelter Foundation. We're hopping over to East Hampton to speak with the one and only Stephen Long of the East Hampton Historical Society. We're talking about the 38th annual House and Garden Tour is how I've seen it online. But is it Garden and House Tour? Stephen, set me straight. I just want to know. Well, Gianna, it's so wonderful to be on with you again. You're the best. No, and, you. Uh, yeah. No, 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 you. We are uh, the, the five spectacular houses, and uh, yes, uh, you know the the the, uh, uh, the gardens. They're they're not in uh, prime form, of course, at the end of November, but still, uh, uh, patrons who uh, join us next Saturday will be have the opportunity to uh, to explore the uh, the outdoor space as well as. Uh, have a chance to peek inside the houses. Is it next Saturday or this Saturday? 
Well, I guess I, the, the next the, – the, the, the Saturday The next Saturday up. that we get, which is – okay, so <laughs> the, this Saturday because it's Friday night. So so Black Friday, while, while some will be shopping, some others uh, – I might even get to be there. I'm looking forward oh, to maybe fantastic. joining you at the Maidstone Club on Friday night. Uh, that's when you have your kickoff cocktail party. Tell me everything, Stephen. Yep. So we have a kickoff cocktail party on uh, Friday evening, and it is at the Maidstone Club, and it's uh, a, a great way to continue the Thanksgiving celebration. And this year, you know, we had a longtime board member, uh, Joseph Aversano, who was yes. the chair of the House tour for years and years and years and years. And unfortunately, he suddenly passed away right. last June, right. uh, and. Uh, you know, we're, we're, he's going to be with us in spirit, and we're going to celebrate him because uh, he would have been at the house tour holding uh, cocktail party, holding court, telling stories, sharing gossip, and uh, you know, really, uh, you know, he, he he was kind of the the link through all of these many many years of of house tours that that we've had. This one, as you said, being the thirty eighth. Please tell us more about Joseph and 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 what he was like. Uh, you told me, you know, he would he would make it his business. You know, he'd walk around and let's say someone new would move to town, he'd say, "Oh, who are you? Where do you live? Which house are you in?" He was always curating the house tour, he, always working. He was. You 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 described it perfectly, Gianna. He curated. The house tour. He didn't just oh let's let's get some houses. He he got a really great mix that would be fascinating to to people. Not all the same kind of house that they right. would be uh, different centuries, different kinds of designers. And uh, he 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 had this sort of uh, it's, it's such a great way of doing gentle arm twisting where. Yes. He would convince you to put your house on the tour, but you you would feel like you want you were you were offering it he to him. He knew how to get the yes. Not, yeah, he knew how exactly yeah. how to get the yes. It's one of and, these. Uh, it's something that takes it takes years. Like I think about like from a reporter standpoint. Point, you know, when I first started, I got no's all the time. But you you learn how to how to talk to people and how to to well, get the yes. Oh, it's it's a, as a, a old uh, boss I had in you know in fundraising would say it was no for now. No for now. I like that. <laughs> I like so, that. Uh, and uh, and and the you know thing with uh, with Joseph is you know like sources he he knew everybody in right. town. I mean right. he just like you said if if wait that house got sold oh he would somehow instantaneously know who the owners were who had just purchased it and uh, he'd show up with a bottle of wine welcome them to the community and uh, you know just start working his magic and uh, the thing for us this year is that uh, we have these five great houses and also the Domini Shops Museum is also going to be on the tour which just opened a couple of months ago and Joseph already would be having uh, two or three of the houses for next year lined up at this point. He right. uh, he was he was that good. So uh, it, it, he left us with a, a steep learning curve, but right. uh, we're 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 getting there. So this is and this is sort of uh, it's 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 part Joseph and part you guys trying to imagine uh, what houses were in his mind for this year, uh, you know, and it's and and just. I think you mentioned to me that Grey Gardens, which is one of the the uh, houses on the tour this year, has only been in the tour what one other time in almost Cor- in almost forty years. Uh, correct. Yeah, uh, it, uh, that's one of the houses. We have a couple of houses from the original uh, Devon Colony right. settlement. You know when uh, the Devon Yacht Club uh, was formed. Uh, you know these. Families from Cincinnati who uh, purchased uh, land in uh, the Amagansett Highlands, and I mean th- those houses too are just absolutely spectacular. Uh, we have a house that's right on the ocean, uh, and then one of the uh, original 
houses that uh, date from the you know 34 home lots when uh, East Hampton was first settled in the 17th century. Wow, which one is that one? That's going to be uh, on Main Street, uh, 117 Main Street. Unbelievable stuff. But but the reason why I brought up Grey Gardens is because you know I would you know you, you think you're like oh Grey Gardens. That must be featured semi-regularly. And then when you realize it's only the second time in in nearly four decades, that just goes to show the the uh, the sheer um, like breadth of what people like Joseph Aversano are doing and and what uh, people can see and the ty- you know, the amount of estates that are there. Well, Gianna, you're right. We have in East Hampton uh, an amazing number of historic houses, and and really what what we always look for are houses that have kind of a special history, but also have a uh, kind of a, a contemporary flair. Right. Because uh, you know you you don't just we're not just doing this because we have uh, you know, historic houses, but People are always interested in kind of what sort of a new design idea. You know, right. how, how did this patio or how is this garden laid out? Uh, and I think that for for uh, the the house tour, it's just a great opportunity for for people. Um, it's like a three D shelter magazine. Yes, how old can be new again? And seeing the ways that that modern uh, contemporary interior designers are really putting these historic spaces uh, to tremendous, beautiful work. Uh, very excited about the house and ga- uh, garden tour this weekend. Uh, but before uh, we go away, Steve, I want to talk a little bit more about the Domini shops and and the opening of of them because it's a very special thing, especially for the Historical Society. Well, it is you know, a story of serendipity uh, to, to me, because here, the for people who don't know the Dominies, they were really three primary, primarily three generations of just outstanding woodworkers, uh, really doing some of the mo- most premier work uh, in all of the Northeast in the late 18th and early 19th century. And uh, the house where they were making clocks and furniture uh, was actually uh, put up for sale, and the and the village of East Hampton uh, was offered to purchase it in 1941 for $6,000. Uh, December of that year, unfortunately, uh, some other activities were going on in the world, and East Hampton's attention really couldn't focus on preserving the Domini shops, and the building was subsequently dismantled uh, about five years later. Fortunately the clock shop and the woodworking shop were saved and later on donated to the village of East Hampton back in 2016 and subsequently restored. And wouldn't you know it, the village owned the actual land where the Domini shops had originally been located. And finally, the house that had been dismantled Before that happened, just a few years before, the Historic American Building Survey came in and took all of these very meticulous drawings and measurements of the entire structure so that when uh, really uh, Bob Hefner led this effort and uh, and the village uh, was behind it, supporting it all the way, we were able to completely reconstruct and then restore this historic building. So now when you walk in, it looks as it would have when the Dominies were making these world-famous clocks and chairs and desks. And, you know, as I tell people, when they come to visit, the Dominies in East Hampton were making from cradles to coffins, everything. Wow. This is like really... A beautiful thing and very, very, very lucky that all of the ingredients came together. Uh, all and, the ingredients came hey, together. Hey, and 
But and how long did the restoration project uh, go on for? And, and well, it was, it, we, we we had a few stops and starts. Uh, it, 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 the, I believe the village acquired the the uh, Domini shops. Uh, they were restored over at Mulford Farm, actually, and then the house was reconstructed uh, w- where it is today with 18th century building techniques. And then uh, in 2019, uh, the the clock shop and the woodworking shop were attached to the original, to, to the reconstructed house. And then in the last few years, there was, uh, you know, fundraising efforts and the, uh, the, the, the village uh, in, invested, you know, some more into the building so that we could add state-of-the-art security and fire uh, suppression and ADA accessibility mm-hmm. so that now when, you know, it is just a premier museum as well as being an incredible historic site. And can folks get uh, gifts there as well? And support the historic society. That well, they can certainly come to our website and oh, uh, and make okay. a gift, EastHamptonHistory.org, okay. and uh, and buy their tickets. Uh, just uh, you know, not not many left. I'm uh, like last year. I'm I'm sure we're going to sell out. And uh, we're uh, we're also grateful to uh, you know this year's um, uh, sponsors, Groundworks and Hampton's Cottages and Gardens uh, for, for really, because it's, it's fun, it's a fundraiser, uh, you know, so there's lots of fun, but it's also a fundraiser. You know, the, the, the house tour really enables us to do all of the uh, preservation work, uh, all of the uh, school programs that we're doing you know, with over 5,000 school kids uh, every year. So it's, uh, it really, it's, oh, it's one of our most important, uh, benefits for, uh, for the East Hampton Historical Society. So it is almost sold out. You can go to easthamptonhistory.org to get your tickets uh, for the tour as well as the cocktail party, or is that separate? How does it work? Uh, well, it, 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 tickets to the cocktail party, are uh include a house oh. tour ticket oh cool so you can get a combo uh and then you can also buy uh the, the the ticket separately if you'd love to join us for the cocktail party help us celebrate uh joseph um but you you have other plans on saturday certainly uh uh folks are welcome to do that too and then if you just have other plans on friday and just can come to the house tour that's an option. That's we have option. Uh, a whole menu of uh, opportunities. We are super excited to join well, you. Well, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm fingers crossed. I'm really looking forward I'll, to seeing you I there at the I'll, cocktail party. I think, I, and I might, I might just make an appearance with the little one, and and shuffle off again. I won't be able to go on the tour this weekend, so I'm very, I'm, I'm upset. So I hope folks will go in my stead, check <laughs> it out, and let us know. How it was. Again, EastHamptonHistory.org. I'm Gianna Volpe. That's Steve Long. This is, let's see, I'm going to keep, I'm actually going to keep Carrie Carney in my back pocket just for a moment. Instead, I'm going to play Come On In This House, uh, Buddy Guy and Junior Wells here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love. I ain't no need of you Standing and crying Cause you know your crown won't Ease your mind And I'm begging you I'm begging you To come on in this house Yeah, this old house when you hear me hollow Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I love this one If I had a million dollars I'd give you every day 
Here's our own Carrie Carney. Who saw him play with Kevin Bacon and the Bacon Brothers?
All right. Making myself laugh here in the WLIWFM studio, realizing that I'm probably not going to be able to stop myself tomorrow from saying all show that it's giving Tuesday uh, all day tomorrow uh, as we ask for donations to keep a great thing growing here on the 88.3 and 96.9 sections of your FM dial throughout um, all of Suffolk County and uh parts of coastal Connecticut as well as just about anywhere you can be online at WLIW.org slash radio Stevie Ray Vaughn and Double Trouble, Jimmy Rogers, Roy Orbison, and Talking Heads leading you into the NPR news break as we do our practice run for parts two and three of the house editions of the Heart Morning and Midnight Show here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. If there's a house track you love, you can let us know with a voicemail. 631-591-7006. I'm Jenna Volpe. This is Stevie Ray and Double Trouble. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local listener-supported public radio station, WLIWFM.
Thank you. 